Welcome to Self-Published Success, a show catered specifically to the innovators and entrepreneurs who sought creative control over their titles, chose self-publishing over traditional, and found overwhelming success in the process. In this show, we will introduce these risk takers and ask them a variety of questions. Why did you choose self-publishing? What were your results? And most importantly, what are some secrets to success? Self-published success is designed to get your creative juices flowing, to get you energized and excited for the road to authorship ahead. So sit back, grab your trusted pen and notepad, and get ready to gain tips that will help you along your own self-publishing journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Self-Published Success, a show that highlights forward-thinking authors who chose self-publishing over traditional and found success in doing so. My name is John Feldman, founder and CEO of Visionary Literary, and your host for today's show. Our guest today is Janine Bolin. Janine has always loved figuring out how things work. A scientist from the beginning, she craved to dig into the mysteries of life and understand why things are the way they are. This passion led her to quit corporate America after 15 years, leaving her pharmaceutical career to homeschool her four children. While losing that income was frightening at first, she was able to create a life of financial freedom through her side business. She now strives to help business owners and creatives in similar situations, teaching them how to manage a well-lived life of children, family, friends, and clients while not suffering from burnout. Her 12 books, 87 online courses, four podcast programs, and syndicated radio show all express her desire to share her system and routines with others. Janine, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I cannot wait to dig in. Let's go. Let's make yes. this happen for people. Yes. We are excited. Also, um, again, we were just discussing before hitting record <laughs> your 87 courses. So I will harp on that. Um, <laughs> but I would love to just open the show by giving the listeners a little bit more of an insight into um, you and kind of what brought you to, to quit your job uh, in corporate America and then what what made you decide to start writing books. Well, I'm going to date myself a little bit and realize a lot of this happened in 1996. So the corporate world looked very different. You know, you didn't have DEI, you didn't have diversity, equity initiatives, you didn't have any of that going on. And I was an analytical biochemist and I was making drugs for a living. So I like to tell people the legal ones, don't ask me to go. And it's before Breaking Bad, you know, all that kind of stuff. But anyway... Um, so that's where I was. And the corporate world was very different. So we were working on this crazy virus. Maybe you heard of it called AIDS. Uh, we didn't even know it was a syndrome. We didn't even know what it was yet. It hadn't been labeled as HIV in that period of time. So that's where I was. And that was the environment. Then to find out that you're pregnant, you know, corporate America really frowns on having a pregnant scientist in the lab working on viruses and working with P32 and radioactive substances, go figure. So because <laughs> of all that, <laughs> they put me in quality assurance and I thought my brain was going to fall out my ears. No offense to people who do quality assurance, but if you've been trained as an analytical biochemist and then you're thrown into a place where you have to dot I's, cross T's and, and keep things up to federal standards, you might as well just feel like you've died. So since I knew that's where my career was heading and they promised me that I'd get a spot back in the lab after I delivered the baby, but I, you know, the environment was not in that way. So I just went ahead and dropped out and said, you know what, I'm going to make my own way. 
And I started reading books on how you go about living on one income. And I read 60, that's six zero because I'm a scholar. And I read 60 books in a year. And I came up with a system called the 6040 system. And I only designed it for my own family. But you fast forward a few years, like 15 after that. And I went and got my master's in education so I could better homeschool my children. And what I found is that I was teaching not only the faculty, but the freshman classes on how to budget and how to handle money. It was under the uninspiring title of Money Management 101. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible title, but you know, that's a college for you. And so that's how I ended up starting to publish was my students needed the book. And so I got rejected 23 times by publishers. They said, I didn't have qualifications. I didn't have authority. I wasn't, I wasn't all these things. And yet I'm like, I'm looking at 144 students who are asking me to go down to Kinko's and photocopy the research that I had done for my master's. And I'm like, this is costing me $15 every time I do this. I might as well sell a book. Now, remember back then in 2005, when I first published, it was called Vanity Publishing. You were so vain. You were selling your own book. Okay, so that's the (laughs) environment I was in. And I went ahead and published the book, got the cover, and it's called Money. It's not just for rich people. It's my Uh, basically my master's thesis that's been cleaned up and has more stories in it and stuff with people's permission, blah, blah, blah. And that is how I got started. (laughs) Well, there are many, many things to take from there. One, especially for for this show, um, the self-published versus traditional that you were denied by 23 um, publishers. And I'm sure, you know, 95% of people listening to this show have probably gone through that route of, reaching out to literary agents or publishers and getting rejected. And again, like your, your qualifications. Um, so today now, especially it's all about your social media presence, right? If you don't have 20,000, 30,000 followers already, then they won't take you on. You could have the greatest book ever written. Um, but if you have one follower on Twitter, uh, the traditional publishers don't care because you won't sell immediately. So yeah, lots, lots to, um, to unpack there, but, I agree. When, yeah. So, so you wrote your first book, right? Right. Um, 2005. Yeah. So 2005. Since then, you've written 11 books. Right. What? So many, many people, especially the first book, right? You, you outline it, you start to write it halfway through, you hate it, you put it in a drawer somewhere and you never come back to it. How do you get past that the writer's block, the hatred of your manuscript, right? How do you get past that for 12 books? Okay, so remember in 2005, I had four children under the age of 10. And so I also had 144 students who were looking at me every week wanting this book. So so I had a very strong need to finish this book. Also, it was my master's thesis. So, (laughs) you know, so there was a lot going on. However, I credit my mentor, Dr. DeMille, who was my uh, primary mentor uh, through the process, who said, Janine, this has got to become a book. Figure it out, make it happen. And there were very few uh, self-publishing, just-in-time publishing uh, groups. And so I picked one that I knew somebody who worked there. And so that's why I picked that particular publishing group. And so with all that happening, um, 
realized that I had a very strong need to get it done. So I had a deadline. I had an audience that was waiting, chomping at the bit. And so the way I get through that was I would put the kids to bed around eight or eight 30. Cause like I said, they were very young. And then I would go to bed 30 minutes later after I'd cleaned the house and everything. And then I would go to bed around nine, nine 30. And then I would wake up at two or three in the morning and I would type until the first child woke up, which was around 5.30 or 6 a.m. And they would come tag on my sleeve. And anybody who had young children, you know, you just don't leave them to cruise around the house by themselves. They They require management, okay? You just can't go, honey, let me finish this sentence. It's like, once they come and pull on your sleeve, it's like you are engaged now in being a parent. So start parenting now. Uh Yeah. And so that's how I got through it was I had a ready audience. I knew my message was important. I had already done the research. I already had proof that this stuff worked. It was just a matter of pushing through. And of course, there's a point where you hate it. And every time I sat down to write, the monsters and the demons that I was having to deal with in my own head were, oh my God, this sucks. This is the worst crap I have ever seen on any word processor ever. (laughs) No one is ever gonna wanna read this. And, And my kids would sometimes see me with my keyboard and me beating my head against my keyboard because it was just like the words wouldn't come out. And I'm very articulate. I mean, I can stand up in front of students and talk about physics or mathematics, talk about sciences, but I was struggling with the English language. And so you learn to start writing stream of consciousness. And thank you, Stephen King. I got to hear him speak. And he said, the best thing that you can do is just do stream of consciousness, turn off your spell check, turn off everything and just write stream of consciousness. And that's what I did. And then for me, when I go back to edit my work, I always read it out loud. So again, why I need to do this early in the morning with no one else around. There's a reason why writing is a very solitary venture because you do crazy crap, right? I mean, you're doing crazy stuff all the time. And one of the crazy things I'm doing is you're talking to yourself because you're reading this stuff out loud to see if it flows. Because if I can't speak it well, or if it hesitates, then I know my reader is not going to hear my voice as they're listening to, uh, as they're listening to themselves read, right? And so what's funny is people who know me are like, oh my gosh, Janine, whenever I read your books, I feel like we're just having a cup of coffee and I can hear your voice as I'm reading the words. I'm like, well, that's because I spoke most of my book in the editorial process. So maybe that'll help some people. Yeah, it does. And it's funny you mentioned that because that's how, when we work with our, our clients for eight out of 10 clients, what we do is, is audio. We just, we give them the questions, they record the audio, and then we kind of build their book from there. So, because that, that's one thing, especially when you hire someone else to write your book, that's a major concern. Like, is it, am I going to get 200, 300 pages back that don't sound anything like me? Um, so it's funny that you would wake up at 2am and read it back out loud to yourself. Uh, to make sure. So that's one instance maybe where your kids could be sitting there and they could let you know if you, um, if it sounds like you or if it doesn't sound like mom. Right. Yeah. So again, 12 books, right? In a couple different fields, right? So finance, entrepreneurship, author podcasting, you, you've written in in various fields, which is your favorite? That's like asking which one of my four children is my favorite. I can't. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I hate to be that. I hate to be that person for you, but honestly, yeah. that would be lying if I were to say, "Oh, well, this is my favorite genre." 
So I wrote uh, Ditch Your Debt While Banking Books because that's part of my uh, financial, because people kept asking, what's the 60-40 principle? What's the 60-40 principle? So I wanted to have a book that was super easy. And of of course, things have changed. There was a little known bookseller that was running around in 2006 called Amazon. And it was kind of neat because it had a really cool search engine so that you could find stuff. And so, you know, if you could get on Amazon, that was cool. And there was no such thing as KDP. So for authors like myself, we've had to upgrade and update. And so one of the things that happened with 2020 was my book was too heavy to ship internationally during COVID. So I had to rewrite what is the 60-40 principle, answering that question. And that's why Ditch Your Debt While Banking Bucks is about living on the 60-40 principle. And I had, and that book was small enough that we could ship it internationally. Okay, so that was one thing we ran into <laughs> during COVID. And sometimes you'll see authors with the little tiny books and it's similar messaging. Just realize there were physical re- restraints on that. Uh, Then the second book was um, The Thriving Solopreneur. Also, that was written during COVID. And that was a 100-page book, so something that people could read in under an hour. And that was because we had so many people transitioning, getting severance packages, that type of thing. Never before had run a business in their life, had always been employed. That book is really great to help people with how to get prospects and lead generation four hours a week and not overwhelm them. But it's very systemology. It's got a lot of systems in it. Uh, The third book, Author Podcasting, that was uh, cranked out before COVID. And that was where I was just trying to help other my fellow authors like you, right? You're trying to help people get the book out and you guys do a bit of marketing. But what I was trying to educate people on was there was a huge sea change in the publishing world from 1999 to 2001. And that sea change was there's no longer, uh, you don't get uh, checks, royalty checks ahead of time. You don't, you know, you, you, see this stuff on Hollywood where the publishing world is seen as this great prolific grandfather or grandmother that's giving you money so you can go on book tours. Not unless you know that just isn't happening anymore. You as an author in charge of your own marketing, whether John Feldman and his group at Visionary Leadership Literary is doing it or not, uh, you still are in charge of the strategy. Okay, and people like yourselves and your company do the tactics, but the strategy is up to the author. And so author podcasting talks about that. Um, And then the fourth book, and a lot of people don't like to mention it because it's kind of like this bastard cousin of a genre, but it's (laughs) metaphysical. It's the uh, spiritual side. Um, I work with 16 different Native American tribes. I'm a shaman as well as a sacred clown. And so um, that sort of healing, non-traditional, I've always wanted to be a healer. But I knew I didn't want to be a doctor or a nurse or traditional medicine. And then I found kind of found my spiritual calling in 2015 and got struck by lightning. And that's a whole different story. And so that's why I have the Expressing the Divine book that I published through KDP. So anyway, so those are kind of a quick rush through the different areas. So yes, which one's my favorite? I can't. They're all me. They're all things I've experienced. They're all systems I use in my daily life. And if I can give a golden nugget of information that will save somebody five hours a week, I've done my job. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's interesting too, again, that, um, that you love all of these categories so much that you can't choose one. And going back again, um, I feel like maybe we're, we're bashing traditional a little bit too much now, but a traditional publisher, if you reach out to a literary agent, and you go through a publisher and you have a little bit of success in one area, say your your you know personal finance book, 
If you were to reach out to your literary agent or your publisher and say, my next book is going to be on spirituality, they'd say, no, it's absolutely not. We have spent money to build your platform as this, you know, personal finance author. We will not give you money. We will not work with you on this book. So being able to, over that course of time, write whatever it was that was really, um, that you were connecting with at the moment, right? Right. And I had students. See, I had an online university and I had students begging for the book. Okay. And I think that's the other thing is unlike, um, and I'm not bashing uh, traditional publishing, they have to sell books and they have to cover costs. And so there's a reason why they have streamlined the way they have. But over and over again, I ran across this barrier. And that is when it comes to marketing, they want you to be one dimensional. They want you to know one thing um, do one thing very well. And that is not who a lot of us are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I were to follow you around for a day, John, you would see you in multiple different aspects of your business. So yeah, I was an adjunct faculty member at a university. I happen to be an analytical biochemist. I'm also a shaman. At certain, there's four times a year. You're not going to see me on any social media because I'm out in the desert working with people on reservations. So, you know, it's like there's a lot of different aspects to my personality and how I live life on planet earth. And yet in order for marketing to work, in order for AI to work, in order for you to level up at KDP, you have to be able to say, I am one thing. How crazy is that? We aren't. We're multidimensional beings. So that is something that I hope your generation or younger people that are coming up can figure out how do we do that? How do we do that and express all that and not lose quote, quote, market share? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. But you've, I mean, you've kind of paved the road there, right? Again, four <laughs> different categories in, in, you know, a little over a decade, but you just, you write what you want. You have that creative freedom, that creative control. Nobody is telling you, um, you know, what you need to do, what you need to write. No editor is taking, I mean, I won't bash editors, but no editor is kind of twisting your words to make it again streamline um, into what the traditional publisher needs to see from you. So author podcasting, right? For this show, obviously that's something um, that some canine ears might've, might've went up when they heard that. So (laughs) without, without giving away too much of what's inside your book and your formula, what is it? What is like one main aha tip that you would give to the listeners about podcasting or author marketing? Okay. Uh, with author podcasting, I'll give it, I give almost everything away free, by the way, with author podcasting, I have a soft spot in my heart for you guys. And so one, the number one tip, um, the subtitle of the book is be a standout guest while taking your book on a virtual tour. And the whole point for all of this was my own personal frustration at being told no, no, no. I got so tired of rejection on so many different levels that I just decided, okay, skip this noise. I'm, I've been a, audio blogger. Okay. So back in 2002, they called us audio bloggers. And I had this blog talk radio show. And I used to say yes to everybody because I didn't like hearing no myself. Mm. And so it's coming from 20 years plus experience of being on the radio. uh, Technically, I've been on radio since 1982. So, you know, dating myself here. But anywho, what my book does is it teaches you how to create a media kit for the modern age. And it goes through step by step. Now, if you're like, Janine, I don't have an hour to read. I don't want to read from a book. I also have a free online course that people can get. And all they have to do is let me know they want the free media kit course. And 
you can get that when you buy the book. Now the book is free. I'd ask you to pay 10 bucks shipping, but the gold nugget that people can walk away with is build a media kit. And I have a media kit checklist that you can download for free as well. So those, those are things. So the, the system is simply this, speak at least once a week somewhere on some platform with some people, okay? And if you start making sure that you are speaking once a week, you will eventually get leverage on whatever your book or your program is. Wow, excellent piece of insight and very <laughs> actionable too. Um, Good. So Janine, where, where else you said that the checklist is free on your website, where else can people find you? Where are you? Um, and, and kind of what's next for you with, you know, okay. Well, well, if people are interested, if you're like, okay, let's check out this chick and see if she's worth, you know, the time, my time, right. Cause your time is very valuable. And I assure you, I am not going to waste it. So I recommend that you find me on LinkedIn and go to Janine Bolin. I have a team member that will start connecting with you saying, hey, why did you connect? Please say, hey, I heard you speak on John Feldman, Feldman's uh, platform on the Success Podcast. And, I, and I'll be like, awesome. So you are into self-publishing. Awesome. And we will connect and they will put you in touch with me on a virtual coffee. So we, I do that on Fridays. But more importantly, what is next? Well, next, I am working with um, Native Americans to create the fourth book in the metaphysical series, and it's called Creating with the Divine, and we're talking about walking the medicine wheel. So book number 12 is the 99 Author Project. So if any of your authors want to come on board, we are taking applications till December 15th, 2022. And then the next book is Creating with the Divine. Excellent. So where can, where can authors uh, apply to be a part of that book? Uh, just go to authorpodcasting.com and you will see 99 authors uh, on there. Click on that button, say, yes, I'm an author, and we will walk you through the process. Excellent. Excellent. So that is um, awesome. I will be doing that. And <laughs> listeners, if you want to do that as well, um, Janine, this has been excellent conversation. Mm -hmm. I feel like we could go on for, you know, for hours and hours, just chit chatting, talking about your books, your courses. Again, I, we barely got the harp on how you got 87 courses put out, but um, maybe maybe a, a follow-up episode, we'll have to talk specifically about that. I would love that, and I'd be happy to help your authors break their books down into courses. No yeah. problem. Excellent. Um, Janine, again, thank you. Great podcast. Um, looking forward to, to staying in touch. Thank you, John. Thank you for listening to this episode of Self-Published Success. We encourage you to put the tips and tricks you've discovered in this episode to use in your own author strategy. Please feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on your preferred listening platform. Until next time, continue chasing your vision of authorship success.